The Everyman Podcast, the place where real men talk. And welcome to the Everyman Podcast. I am Lewis. I'm one of your hosts. Now, today is our first episode, and I'm super excited to kick things off. But first, I'm going to give you a quick intro into what our podcast is about. Now, the Everyman is a show where we explore the stories and experiences of real people, us. Now, we are a group of normal men who deal with everyday life challenges and have decided to share some of our experiences. The pod is a chance for you to hear men talking about the things that we never do, our health, both mental and physical, and we will talk about some of life situations that we struggle with. We hope you come on this journey with us to learn how and why we deal with our issues the way that we do, and we hope to inspire men to speak up and learn to overcome some of life's challenges through conversations between ourselves and our expert guests. Today, we're excited to kick things off by introducing ourselves as your hosts and talking about our first topic, something that our group has struggled with a lot, men battling their weight. We'll be discussing the challenges and triumphs of weight management from a male perspective and sharing some insights along the way. So grab a seat or go for a walk and join us for an exciting start to the Everyman podcast. So, good evening, lads. How are we all doing tonight? Finally here, our first podcast. It's good launch evening. day. It's about time. Let's go. Let's, have, have, it. Let's have it. How are we all doing? Weird. Yeah. Weird long enough, eh? <laughs> Lou, Lou, that we was have. too good, bro. That was too good. I don't know. How, how long have you been rehearsing for that? Uh, <laughs> it feels <laughs> like... Well. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It feels like a while. How many times <laughs> has he said it in front of a mirror? He's been like brushing his teeth huh. in the mirror. I don't even work actually I just sit no. practicing the opening speech of the Everman podcast all day every day, um, <laughs> all day all so, so boys I, I want to kick us off so we have our first topic which is men battling their weight we have a, a range of experience across us all on the on the, on the podcast today um, Ethan I'd like you to start just a little bit about you and firstly why um why you wanted to start the podcast yeah so um my name's ethan rowan um most of you guys on on the podcast know me um for those of you that don't i'm a 30 year old male um battled with with weight most of my life um the heaviest i got was uh, just in a 37 stone um and that was uh, uh horrible point in my life uh that did seem like there was no sort of way back from such a massive milestone um and I managed to then sort of shift simultaneously between 16 to 24 stone and really shift down um throughout my life I have fluctuated I'm now sort of back up to around about 23 24 stone but sort of weight management health and fitness um has always been a a big part of my life um lucky enough I'm lucky enough to have a lot of people in my life who are very knowledgeable on the subject and I've got a chance to learn and take little things from mm. from each and every person in my life. Um, yeah. And sort of health and well-being is a massive love of mine, despite my weight. Um, working out and everything like that is something I love to do. Um, just a side note for me currently as well, I'm actually recovering from back surgery, um, yeah. which is something that's sort of took a massive toll. So again, 
the mental side of things and the weight has sort of took its impact because of that. Um, and this yeah. is just an opportunity to get out there and sort of share my experiences, what I've learned along the way and what I've done in the past to try and make things better and hopefully try and assist someone else in their journey and if they're in a tough time, you know what I mean? And then um, on that subject, actually, Ethan, just in the uh, the time that I've known you, I will say that you've always had that like mentality of get up and go, like losing the weight. And then, like you said, something hits in a road and it, it fluctuates back up and down and up and down. But you've always been massively into your, your health and fitness despite the size, regardless, you know, which I could say is the opposite for me, you know. Um, and I think from your perspective, what do you think has helped you back in terms of from your weight loss and what what do you want to get in the future that potentially could change that, you know? Yeah, no, well, I appreciate you saying that, you know, like I, I think I'm, for obviously people that don't know me, I'm quite a sort of bubbly lad um, and I have battled my own demons and I have took it out on people that, sort of mean a lot to me um, and and the thing is is it, it's always a never-ending battle that's what I've learned if you mm. can never get to the end of the rainbow and look like Chris Hemsworth you know with a six-pack and big biceps and like that it's a day-by-day struggle it's a life-by-life mm. struggle and you've just got to try and do what you can to to, to keep moving forward and um, I think the thing for yeah. me is I've been so lucky in my life like I said to have so many amazing people in my life um, that I not necessarily have learned off one person everything, but taking tidbits from all over and now I put that into life. And I'm looking forward to potentially helping other people with their journeys because my journey's far from over. You know, I'm still a big lad. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm I'm sort of well overweight. And but now there's a lot of mental and physical barriers that I've broken down. I've got still a lot yeah. more to break down. But I think just sharing sort of my my journey and what the future holds, I think is something that can really benefit. And even if I help one person change their mindset, that's, that's just a massive yeah. impact for me. That's what I want to do. Makes sense. It makes sense. And you're saying that I can't just have one salad and have a six pack. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 I was hoping uh, that, I was hoping that was the case, to be honest. I was, was hoping I could just have one and then it was just boom, done, you know? Believe We're me. Man, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's why we've got people on no, the podcast yeah. like Slater isn't it you know who's going to tell us the real sort of ins exactly. and outs of, of health I want to hear, I want to hear from Slater oh, okay well, let's go it. Slater we're, we're lucky enough to have Matthew Slater aren't we who's a, who's a great guy and he's an expert on this subject like the subject matter and expert so he'll know a lot more than me when it comes to this I mean I think that takes away from your journey and, and your experience as well Ethan because you've got to remember everyone's unique what I've been through I've never been through what you've been through um, and it's it's a, a major learning point for everyone to hear what you've been through and what struggles you've coped with and how you've got around it. Um, certainly something I find as a personal trainer, everyone is unique and everyone has their own little things that are tripping them up on a weekly, daily basis. People have good days and then they'll have a bad day and they think it's the end of the world. And it's because we hold so much weight behind the emotional negativity about weight. Um, which makes it incredibly difficult across the board for many people throughout, especially Western culture, where obesity has become more of an issue on a yearly basis. Um, And it's mainly associated with the aesthetics, which I find strange because the main worry about um, being overweight or things like that should be about your health and the effects it has on your health. Um, Whereas people are more focused, as you say, on the Chris Hemsworth having the biceps and the six pack, 
where in reality six passes aren't really that achievable um in having a balanced life you know if you if you're a hollywood superstar and you've got a chef who's cooking your meals every night and you you've got a personal trainer who's taking you through your sessions two times a day because you've got so much time that works well for them but everyday people can't can't afford that time investment and money in their own kind of journey and i think i'm waiting for the um i'm waiting for the join the slater pt group training (laughs) 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 for for anyone listening we have matthew slater fitness matthew slater pt he works in west monkstein and you can find him on instagram matthew slater pt Get like, share, subscribe to Matthew Slater PT. <laughs> he is your man to go to. And he'll get you from 36 stone to 35 stone and no bother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no bother. That's all it is, one stone at a time, stone. isn't it? Yeah, one stone yeah. at a time. Because if you've done, if you've done the first one, you just rinse and repeat. Obviously, you'll get to a point where that's yeah. not going to actually work because you've got to make a few adaptations. But it's finding what works for people. And I find that um, people have to have the education there and the willpower to get through those hard days which is where i think i don't know about you that's where a lot of people trip up yeah agree. Feel well. yeah the set up the table of goals don't they so far mm-hmm. so distant goals i've got to lose 20 20 stone well you don't you need yeah. to lose one stone you need yeah. to lose one pound yeah. then another then another then another yeah. and that's, exactly. that's why that's the struggle and i just think it's interesting that um even just with Slater and Ethan speaking there, that there's a direct connection between people's lives and their health and their mental health. Mm. Um, And you saying that everyone has a different story. There's reasons why people have setbacks and stuff. And just while I've been looking actually there, I've just noticed that um, there is a study that I can show actually, that actually shows if you can see this, um, two seconds. Can everyone see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lewis, if you can't read it out, just my reading's not the best. <laughs> Can you see it on the screen or not? I can't believe I've been stitched as the reader. You're the best voice in the group, let's be honest. Can you, can you zoom in on this or not? Um, do, 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 do. No, I cannot, unfortunately. Control Actually, scroll, scroll up, no? Control plus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Just that bit there seemed interesting. Interesting. A 2010 systematic review highlighted a two-way association between depression and obesity. So the review found that people who were obese had a 55% increase of developing depression over time, whereas people experiencing depression had a 58% increase risk of becoming obese. So there's a clear correlation there between people being obese, being depressed, and people being depressed, becoming obese. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just interesting um, to see Sorry, uh, yeah, Joe, sorry, um, Jovan. I was just saying, yeah, I can actually believe that. And like speaking obviously freely and from someone who's been at both spectrums, I've been at 17, mm. 18 stone, um, I've been 36 and a bit, 37 stone. I'm six foot two, so I carry either way. But the, the mental side of it is the, probably the hardest. And uh, yeah. just touching on feels, it might be a bit deep, but you know, like the heavier you are, it's, it's, you know, you're not who you want to be, you know. Yeah. Food has become sort of a friend. You end up sort of pushing Aye. your real friends away, and food becomes your friend. But the problem is now. This is going to sound daft, but 
you end up putting yourself in a box because you the more you eat, you become less attractive to a lot of the, mm. the females out there. And I know it sounds daft, right, that you put your own happiness in other people's hands. But the heavier I was, the more disgusting I was to girls. Like, And that's mm. just true. Girls don't really like like a, a, a large lad, you know what I mean? And you would get, I would get upset because all my friends at sort of a young age would be going out getting these gorgeous women and things like that. And then, you know, people wouldn't sort of look at me twice. Um, despite being the handsome bastard that I am, um, I think it's just because <laughs> you were always you to were always going to be the first one to swear, weren't you? For anyone, for anyone, for anyone watching this, you'll see that I am a handsome bastard. For anyone listening, you'll probably just hear me out of breath a lot of the time. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, but there is a big correlation. I can't wrong. believe that because there's there's a lot going on and. You know, it's it's no surprise. I know obviously we've got Dino in here as well. Like, not to throw Dino under the bus, but Dean was a, a larger chap himself, and he's done amazing to lose weight um, at the weight mm. he has. And Dino, have you got any sort of information or relevance to your sort of side of moods and depression and things that when it comes to being heavier? Yeah, what's your story? I saw so like um, I was growing up like so skinny, like the skinniest kid you'll ever see. And I always thought, like, I've got a fast metabolism. I'll never put weight on. Um, and then when I was 16, my granddad died, and I moved in with my nana. And in the six weeks holidays, I'd played no sport, and I just put on, like, two and a half stone in six weeks. I went back to football, and I was just so knackered. Um, and then from then, it, I realized that it wasn't so much about the um, having a fast metabolism. It was about how much sport and stuff that I did that kept it off us. Mm. Um, but it was about that time I got into gaming. And then once I started gaming, I stopped playing football, staying up all night, eating chocolate bars, and I just blew up, got really, really big, give up the football, give up the sports. Um, and then since then, I've always sort of fluctuated between like, I've, I've been as heavy as sort of 18 stone, um, but I've mm. probably been 18 stone, 12 stone, 17 stone, 13 stone, 16 stone, 12 stone. I keep getting it off, but then something stops us. Um, and I think more recently I'm realizing that it's having that end goal. Whenever I've got a goal and my goal is purely, oh, I want to get to this weight. As soon as I get to that weight, I celebrate. And how do I celebrate? I celebrate by going out and eating food. Like I've got to this weight, I've not done it and I can't wait to go out. So now I'm learning that it's yeah. more about changing myself as a, as a person um, to become a healthy person rather than just uh, having a goal to lose the the actual weight. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's mo mo most of you will yell and yell know that I'm like absolutely addicted to football. Love, love, love playing football. Um, he does. Not, not very well, but he does love it. Not very well, no. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. I really am. Uh, just can't get I a just, game, can I'm, you? Shout out to Steve. Yeah, yeah, I got a game when you're on the bench. awful. <laughs> oh, I had a, I, I, every time I get a chance, I shoot myself in the foot because I play awful, you know. So, um, Dino, you know, can you can you mention story. what your role is in our team? By the way, is the most yeah, so I'm the, the, uh, the most loved member of the team. So I'm I'm what we call the fiendsman. So uh, at the start <laughs> of the season, we set out a list of um, things that people would get fined for, and that's from like nutmegs to being late. Marco knows all about that one. Uh, two rights does he? Two rights does he? <laughs> to not come. Do you know how many times I've been in. on the phone, Marco? Oh. <laughs> so, Marco, where you at? Context. Five minutes, mate. Five minutes, mate. Oh, mate. To put the context so, think, just for everyone listening. 
as well. We we all know each other, I've met through playing football. There's not just some weird male orgy thing going on. Like and Dean doesn't keep firing on that. We all actually not play yet. football together and we all know each other through that. Because I don't know what people would have thought there, but yeah. 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 I, I feel like so, um, people would have thought like we all played football by the yeah. conversation, but Last season, I think the Feinsman managed to get, um, I think it was £250, um, and I had £250 in the first month. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm slacking a little bit recently. I've been letting people off. Um, but, so is that, is that yeah, where you've been losing weight? You've been collecting pounds in other ways? Is that what you're yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the one, mate. Um, I even set myself a challenge to lose, uh, I think, I, what did I do? It was to lose six kilos in like six weeks. Mm, um, yeah. And then I said, if I didn't, I'd find myself 50 pounds and that I didn't lose it. So I'll find myself 50 pounds. Nobody could believe that I did that. But, you know, wait, at, least you at least I'm true to myself. Okay, wait, where does that 50 pounds go? I put in it into the fines. <laughs> oh, into so, the team? Yeah, so our fine our fines pot will go towards the end of season two where we'll go out and get drunk. So people piss get pissed off about the fines and they complain about the fines, but at the end of the day, you'll get the money back at the end of the season. So it doesn't mean about I'll be honest, I don't really drink, but I'm I'm more than happy to contribute towards this uh... <laughs> You definitely <laughs> contribute. Don't worry. <laughs> you <laughs> definitely contribute. So so I mean I'll I'll be um I'll be contributing but the I would say we all, I'd say the club owes you about fifty percent of them fines. To be honest, with you. <laughs> to be honest. you know what? The thing is, though, I'm look, I'm improving. You know, every every week, I'm you know more training sessions, earlier the games. He's there at um, least half an hour. It's a journey, man. It's a journey. Yeah. I don't I mean, this week you at least let us know after this session is finished that you'd slept in <laughs> a couple hours later. So exactly, there you go. So I don't know if you guys know this, but. That's all we're I don't know if you guys know this, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a well-known thing amongst like the black community that black people are never on time. Like literally, we, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's in like, you know, I'm not saying this is a fact, but me and all my friends, apart from Bob, seems like a convenient. Jam, jam's on time all the time. (laughs) Jam meant to be in this podcast. To be fair, because Jam has to drive, he has, he has to be given a lift. Yeah, no choice. Jam has no choice. Jam. Jam gets carried. Uh, if Jam could be I, late, he would be late. I think um, I think you made a good point actually about like setting yourself goals of certain like amount of weight that you want to lose and and obviously trying to hit that. But what I find personally for myself, and actually I would like to ask Slater about this, is what would you recommend is the best way to go about losing weight? So I always try like, I mean I'm a big fan myself. And, but that's the thing, exactly. So I've always been this guy who can smash two, three stone off just like this. Boom, two, three stone off. And then put it straight back on. And then two, three stone off, put it straight back on. And I find as though I personally need some sort of lifestyle change. Would you say lifestyle change is the best option, slow and steady? Or do you find that, you know, oh, I want to, I'm going to Ibiza in six months' time. Let us, you know, smash out the gym for six months, lose it shit ton of weight and then you know put it all straight back on what what would you say i mean you'll find most people are in the latter category where they they've left it till last minute they're going on holiday they've got six weeks if that and they want to lose an unrealistic amount of weight so therefore they have to go to the extremes to achieve what they want Mm. best way to make long-term sustainable changes is 
changes to your lifestyle, yeah. a healthier lifestyle. And that doesn't mean you have to be a 10 out of 10 in terms of lifestyle. You could be a 4 out of 10 now, just change it to a 5 out of 10, just gradual little steps. Mm. Find one thing each week that you can get better on, whether that's, you know, drink a little bit more water or cut out yeah. processed foods, less sugar in your diet. All these little things that are all useful for people then become habits and you don't fall back into the same things that got you there in the first place. Mm. And the thing with quick changes is oh. you don't need it long enough to actually get into those habits. So the moment you reach your goal, you're happy and you've almost treat everything as a negative and almost held yeah. it as a at the end that once you get that goal, you can have everything back. Um, and it's that relationship mm. there that then causes the yo-yo diet and because that people, is me all over. It's a pain to get to where they want to be. And then they go, mm. I can have everything I want now. And they end up having to go on. I so mean, boys, how how many of us can actually genuinely say that we've done that in our lifetimes? I, I know I, I do it all the time. I'll say, oh, I'm losing loads of weight, and then I lose it. And then straight away, like, like Slater said there, you end up saying, God, I'm sick of this diet. I just want to eat loads of, I don't know, kebabs and Chinese. And then you end up like completely like pigging out on it and put probably more weight on than you even lost in the first place. I think I tell you what's one of the biggest ones, right? And this is one that this is something that's changed me over my sort of last ones is feeling a diet and then going like I might feel a diet on a Tuesday and I'll go right I'll start again on Monday. I... Like why do why oh, do you need to have that? You can't yeah. start a diet on a Tuesday. Yeah. But you know I've I've been reading reading a lot more and one of the quotes that sticks with me is uh, progress not perfection. So, you know, you can fall off the bus and have a blowout of a day, but just get back on it the next day. It's, yeah, it's really helping yeah. me now to, to stay motivated and keep going. Yeah, one day yeah. to make I think for me, exactly. I think for me, firstly, just jumped on the back of that, um, Dean Slater. When I was sort of at my heaviest, I would always look at it as being um, day on day. So it'd be like, ah, oh, I've just, you know, been at the canteen, it's high school, and I've had two chicken tea baguettes for breakfast in my first break at mm. 10 o'clock and then you know you have them daft pasta things that, that used to pasta kings that used to do in high school pasta kings, yeah. I don't know if, yeah I don't oh, know if anyone right. had them in high school who them, doesn't love them, a like, pasta king that's true that's that's the I have like three or four me not, not, not now Christian because we're all <laughs> 30 and don't yeah, know, so like, you can't process carbs anymore but what is this what is this so it's like a pasta, pasta king. king used to be called. Do you not have this in high school? So it's basically like a, a quick pasta dish for lunch. Like they would literally have the pasta pre-cooked. They would dip it in hot water for like a minute. And they would have like ready cool. sauces to go on it. And it was like the worst. There'd always be water at the bottom of it and it'd be like yeah. juice in yeah, it. And yeah, yeah, it's naughty though. Tell me that does not oh, look absolutely <laughs> unreal. Though. Oh, yeah. What kind of content of that out of interest? They don't know oh, about 40% that. of that is pure water never, as well. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, never, I never had it. Dinner ladies didn't take that much care, so they You didn't miss out, yeah, Mark, to be honest. No, yeah. you didn't. Yeah, Marco? Let, let's, go, let's go into Marco's story a little bit. Let, let's my, find my out. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, which, what's my which, story which... there? I was, I was halfway through a story. Let's move past Pastor King. Let, let me finish my point quickly because it was it had relevance. Sorry, Marco, I'll put you on the back there. No, so what I was saying was when I 
in, in my younger days, I would do day by day, and you would win a day and you would get a gold star, or you would lose a day and you get a red X. And that's probably where I started getting my biggest because of the fact that some days I was polishing off like four, five, six thousand calories, and then some days I'd have like 500, and then next day I'd binge again. And there's no sort of consistency. But what I've learned the more I get older is to not do it day by day, but do it week by week, month by month. And you can actually have more flexibility. It's not ideal if you want to have a perfect diet. But the fact that, say, on a, all week, if you're having a calorie surplus and say you have a, a, a binge on a weekend, there's, your week's not necessarily ruined, but you can't scrape it back. So mm-hmm. I think week on week, if you've got that calorie deficit, and you do have a binge, which obviously I, I wouldn't recommend, but if you do fall off the wagon, it's not the end of the world because you can claw it back. You still have your Sunday or something like that. But I think if you look at it short day by day, you end up shooting yourself in the foot because there's no way to track where you are. I mean, obviously, just for some facts, obviously people know this already, I think it's 3,500 calories is if you to have a surplus to lose one pound of body fat. So that's a, that's a massive deficit to have for a standard human being for one pound. So when people are saying... I lost two, three, four, five pounds a week. A lot of that initially will be sort of water weight, but when you burn the nitty gritty, mm. you've got to be in a massive deficit to lose two pounds a week. That's seven thousand calories mm. a week to yeah, be in, yeah. you know, and and that's sort of quite unattainable as a long term goal. So I think yeah, just yeah. goal taking back the goal setting and taking back to learn from there. And now that's just what I recap on and make people aware that don't be short sighted. Make sure you're just looking at things on a whole. But uh, that, that's yeah. my story finished. Mark, over to you, my friend. I'll, I'll leave you. Yeah. Put the bat on. Yeah, so hi, guys. I'm Marco. Um, and I am, you know, a quarter Greek and three quarters Congolese. So um, I came here when I was, when I was about seven. And, um, and I've, been to, I've been in Newcastle most of my life, to be honest. And, um, and yeah, my fitness journey... It's been it's been it's been a um it's it's been a difficult one because for me growing up as a kid I was always quite quite healthy I was always in good shape you know I was always doing sports I was always playing football you know I was always active in you know PE all that kind of stuff and it wasn't until I left school that um, things weren't a bit tits up because I never knew like when I left school I stopped doing sports went straight into work and um, I was always kind of in and out exercising. So I grew up around guys who played football. A few of my friends were professionals. And, you know, we used to, you know, when we, whenever we used to go out, we used to eat, we used to go to Nando's all the time. We, used to, we also we used to do activities. And obviously all these guys would then go back to their normal life and they'd go to training or whatever. They'd be fine because obviously all they're doing is, is, is this is football was a lifestyle, lifestyle to them. And me, I was going back to work. So I was never really in the gym <clears throat> until one day I was like, like it, it, hit, it, it was it hit a point where, I was like, I was overweight. I felt shit about myself. We used to go out. I was always like the only fat one. All the boys used to do, used to make fat, fat jokes about me. I was like, nah, 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 I need to fix up. Like, but for me, you know, those jokes, I didn't take them personal. But I was like, I need, I know, I need to do something about it. And the um, the cam, the the the, the straw that brought the camels back was with my grandma. I went to see my grandma one time, right? And um, and she she really said she was like, oh, you've put weight on. And I was like, when my grandma notices, that's I know I need to do something about it. So, um, so it was it was a gradual thing. And what the way I started was was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. Right, I decided I was gonna go extreme. Like I thought, okay, I'm gonna shift as much weight in as little as, as little time as possible. 
So what I've done is I, st- I said to myself, I'll only eat soup and bread. Mm. For literally, I'll have breakfast, normal breakfast, I'll have cereal or I'll have whatever. But then I said, re- the rest of the day, all I would do is eat soup and bread. And bro, one day I was in the gym on the treadmill, yeah, running, 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 bro. I started getting dizzy, bro. I'm, so, I'm starting to see stars, babe. <laughs> and I just didn't understand what it was until I, I, I told someone, I was like, this is what I'm eating. I think it was like a, I don't know, a guy who'd done training and, you know, done all these, all, all these different, you know, he's a new, I don't know, he done like, he was into fitness. I was like, well, this is what I'm doing. And it was just the worst thing you could do. That's the worst thing you can do because you're not getting the right nutrition, you're not eating properly. Um, and yeah, and, and, and then, um, you know, maybe it's a few years after that, I ended up getting a, a personal, personal trainer. It was really more sort of like an online coach and they made me a plan. And um, I followed that plan, and I was I was probably about at my biggest. To be honest, I was at a probably I was probably 100, 120 kg. I don't know, Job. I've sent a, a picture on 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 the on the on the chat, and um, and that sort of shows my progress as to um, where I end up getting up and uh, the way that I end up getting down to. But I think I've shifted about I don't know, maybe it's about 15 kg in the space of about 14, 15 weeks, um, and then honestly. You know, when I started learning, the, the the difference was, for me was when I started learning about macros. I started learning about macros and what's in every 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 different type of food. And honestly, one thing I can recommend to anyone who's looking to get into good shape is understanding your foods. Once you understand the foods that you're putting in your body, that's when you'll make the biggest changes. Personally, I think training. Training's easy. Like, honestly, there's so much information out there on training. There's, there's a lot of information on food, but like there's so much info on training. You can learn, you know, you can go you can go to the gym, you can go walk, you can you can whatever you want, right? But your nutrition is so, so, so important. And the moment I understood about nutrition was was when, you know, everything changed for me. And I'm back now on a journey where I'm, you know, I've um I've given myself a goal, but I'm also making a lifestyle. So, you know, just the things, the way I'm cooking foods and trying to implement sort of like, cause, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm from an African, you know, background and my mom and my parents, they like, my mom, my aunties and stuff, they like to cook. Yeah, but the things that we, we eat, it's quite, quite oily. So I need to be aware of, you know, how much of that I mean, I'm not overeating. Or even if, if my mom's cooking, I'm always telling her to, you know, use less oil or, Fry less, do you know what I mean? So, um, I still want to, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Whoever wants to jump in, I was going to say, actually, Marco, it's, it's, a good, it's a good point that you mentioned there because there's, I don't know if anyone knows in here, what is the percentage of like diet versus training? Like, I've always heard that 80 20. Yeah, your diet 80%, your, your training's 20%. Yeah. Like, I'll train a bad diet. Do we? Do yeah, we, I would say diets ninety percent. Yeah, it's a hundred. Is, is there real science? Lose weight. Yeah, no. Slater, I... Slater, is the real? Is the what's the science behind it? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to give you a number in terms of ratios, but you're at a limit in terms of how much exercise you can do on a daily basis, even if you're unemployed and have a gym in your house. There's only so hard you can mm-hmm. push yourself. And people really mm. overestimate the calories they burn while they exercise. And yeah, that's cool. one of the things where people, when they count the calories and they're exercising, give themselves 500 more 
and actually have only burned 100 calories in the gym. Yeah. So yeah, train a bad diet because at the end of the day, the easiest way to start getting in that calorie deficit is by yeah. watching what you're eating. As Marco said, educate yeah. yourself the major yeah. role in just understanding what foods you're putting in, what effect they're having on your body, and that might be a case of individuals, you know, respond differently to different foods and might, you know, have high sugar foods that cause you to peak and trough. Um, it's understanding those processes and finding a lifestyle that suits you better for what you're trying to do without going to the extremes and making it long lasting. Yeah, it's it's impossible to kind of people go in the gym and train, 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 but if you're eating shit all the time, you're not gonna yeah. get you can lose much. weight without doing any training though, can't you? It, it can yeah. come down yeah, purely yeah. Oh, to easily, purely yeah, easily. Uh, calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can you, you lose weight in a colon. Just to pull the quick study up there, it's saying as a rule of thumb, weight loss is generally 75% and diet is about uh, diet and 25% exercise. An analysis of more than 700 weight loss studies found that people see the biggest short-term results when they eat smart. So it looks like it is really important in terms of diet versus exercise. I think a lot of people mistake the two. I, I think people who don't know and maybe aren't educated or don't have people like, you know, I'm lucky, like Ethan said at the start, I've got people around us, I've been around people all my life who who have that lifestyle to know this type of thing, even though I obviously clearly don't implement it myself, but I still know it. Whereas as opposed to like people yeah. who maybe don't, I remember the first time going to the gym, I, I used to just think, well, if I do two hours on a treadmill, do you know what I mean? I can go and eat what the hell I want. And it just mm-hmm. it doesn't work that it, it doesn't work that's that way. Good. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean as much as people really do think yeah. it does, and I think that's so. Stigma. To, to your why? Why do you think that is? So there's a a general consensus. If you were to ask the the average person who knows nothing about mm. losing weight, they haven't gone through this journey themselves. The average person probably thinks if I just train, I can eat what I want because we mm. see that. Like, see how many people are unhappy with how they look, how they feel. That they maybe used to play sport, can't play sport anymore because they're mm. overweight. Um, it, it seems to me that people don't understand. There's not enough education out there, really, for people on nutrition. So even me, mm. I have a sporting background. Like, I, I think I'm relatively fit. I'm probably not now. I'm <laughs> one of the worst shapes I've been for a while. But pretty, up to three months ago or whatever, like I'm reasonably fit. I'm always there or thereabouts, um, sit around what 14, 15% body fat. So mm. nothing crazy. Um, at my fittest, I've been well under 10, probably around five. Um, not for a while now, I have to be honest, but like, I, I understand that, but it was more, but, but for me, Ethan around that was more around, I was training so much that my diet didn't matter. And mm. as I've become an adult, even someone who like, you would look at me, you wouldn't say Lewis is out of shape, but mm. I'm not in, to me, I'm not in good shape for, because you compare yourself to your best version of yourself, don't you, I suppose? Um, for me, it's lack of education. And so when Marco's talking about understand your macros and just really understra- understand what you're putting in your body, I, I'm personally really interested in talking about this conversation and developing mm. that further for me to understand nutrition better, understand how I can do things for me to 
keep trim without having to go and kill myself on a crazy workout or some running or whatever to just to be mm. smart work smarter not harder essentially yeah that's that's for me what i'm looking at for from this sort of conversation and, and the subsequent conversations we have on it yeah i think that yeah. leads to leads into the question obviously where should people look for the best advice on weight loss like i, I know you're a pt slater would you say personal trainers would you say towards their doctors like people really struggling because there's people who are really really struggling with weight and with mental health and everything and they don't know where to start where do you yeah. start do you know what i mean it's not just it's about a complex way because as we just discussed before depression and overweight go kind of hand in hand one way or the other um and sometimes you need to address one to address the other so going to your doctor might be a, a good start because they can run you through a load of blood tests that might be impacting how you respond on a daily basis in terms of your metabolic processes um and they can give you a general health screening which is really important anyway before you start mm. doing any physical exercise and changing your diet because you need to know is this going to have an adverse effect on you are you mm. going to be able to handle the demands of whatever training plan your personal trainer then puts you on and then seeking out you know advice from a professional either a dietitian a nutritionalist personal trainer who can really understand what you're going through and what your personal circumstances are because as i said before everyone's unique in terms of what triggers them to flip back or what stresses they have on a daily basis and the information that they need someone might need an absolute overhaul in their complete understanding whereas someone else might just need slight education on certain food groups um so it is really personal to the individuals and i think doctors and personal trainers are a good starting point um just to get that ball rolling and to understand yourself better i think is is a key one as well because most of the time the person who can make the changes the person who has to do the change so yeah. we can tell someone what to do but if someone isn't honest with us and they're not honest with themselves is the main thing then they can't address the things that actually do need changed um so it's it's important to seek out from reliable sources as well you see far too much on the websites and um, on instagram people looking to get on fad diets you know and sell their product which mm. is really why I got into fitness was because I was sick of the misinformation and lack of scientific investment being a biomedical science in the kind of literature that was being put out across social media. Um, mm. and it's that's the big that's so, we yeah. just all agree that unhealthy food is so much more tasty than it is. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. When, when you found out find out why though and it's because yeah. they're filling it full of sugar to make you crave it and stuff like that. Mm. Which why, you know, eating unpressed, yeah. unprocessed food regulates my um, my hunger throughout the day so much better. But God. just just coming back to something that Slater was saying earlier as well is like everyone online is trying to sell their own products and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and part of that is hiding the fact that for years I dieted and I didn't know one simple fact, and that is. It's calorie deficit. That that's yeah. all that matters. You you cannot lose that's... weight if you're not in a calorie deficit. And you know you've got Weight Watchers, which is points, Slimming World, which is sins. You've got all these different things. But it wasn't until like probably two years ago that I actually found out that to lose weight, you have to simply burn more calories than you eat. There, then mm. yeah, burn more calories than you eat. Yeah, 
Um, and I feel like that's sort of been hidden from us for, for well, I mean, I might be being super here, but it's been hidden from us in, in using these different sort of methods like Weight Watchers and things like that to just let us know that simple, simple equation. Um, yeah, which yeah, really yeah. sort of changed my idea on it. Oh, genuine awesome. methods can educate you as widely work, you know. So when we'll put you in a calorie deficit, all these things put you in a calorie deficit. That's why they work. Because they don't yeah. tell you what you do. And yeah. But, but I also think, I also think models like um, Slimming World, Weight Watchers, all other names, we're not promoting any brands here. Um, their whole aim isn't for you to lose weight and stop paying their monthly or yeah. weekly subscription yeah. they, they want you to feel part of it and yeah. keep making money so they so if they, if they can make you feel like you're losing weight and also part of something but also you can lose weight and have a sin like everyone likes to be a bit naughty <laughs> but like, like lose weight and buy is, one of our bars buy one exactly, of our like, weight watcher bars i think what dean said <laughs> you know is, what? like but for me losing weight and being fit and healthy don't overcomplicate it Make yeah, it yeah. really simple. Calories yeah. in versus calorie out. Move yeah, yeah. more, mm. eat less, eat less. Um, yeah. or eat or eat healthier food, organic food, less processed food, um, simple food. Don't look for really complicated I'd, solutions because losing weight isn't complicated. Yeah, I'd even add to that. Um, not going in such a heavy calorie deficit. Like that's what that's a massive one for me as well. I was eating fifteen hundred, twelve hundred calories a day. But so, now I'm eating mm-hmm. 2,200 every day, right? And that's probably still low. I'm losing like a kilo a week still. Um, yeah. And I can't believe it. So rather than restricting myself to 1,500 calories and not eating the foods that I enjoy, I'm instead using that extra 700 calories that I wasn't eating before to continue eating the foods that I do enjoy to eat. And that way yeah, it's yeah. keeping us motivated so I'm not craving these foods. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just about trial and error and making it work for you, you know? Yeah. It's finding that balance that it's enjoyable but successful as I wanna, well. I want to jump in as well and just say like there's some great points that people have put across there. You know, calories in versus calories out. Um, great from Dino, obviously. Uh, Matthew Slater there saying obviously going down the, the correct route, which is professional route, going down dietitians, going to doctors, things like that. Um, recently, just to touch base on my my own personal experience on that side, I did try to go to the doctors just before COVID, throughout COVID, after COVID. Mm. Um, for my weight because you know it got to the point where I was never really seeking professional help it was always losing myself and you relying on my friends and family to get us through it um, and and to be honest yeah, I found the process really difficult um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it because they have to put you some, through something called Healthy Hearts which is a program right. you get referred to so it's not like you go to the doctor and you say doctor like, I'm really upset about my weight like you know at, at one point obviously not the, to get too frank but I was sort of having really negative thoughts and dark thoughts because I thought there was no other way out, you know what I mean? Like, and there yeah. was there was thoughts about sort yeah. of ending it, and and it sounds trivial because it's just about sort of looking in the mirror and not being happy with yourself. But you know, it, it's something that's so major because at the end of the day, you, you sort of as cliche it is, you get one life. You know, you want to make the most of it. You want to, yeah. you know, go surf with your pals. You want to play football with your pals. You want to have the nicest girl, any Rob or boy or whoever. You know, it. You want to sort of be comfortable and happy in yourself and find that happiness is really hard. Um, you know, and what I would do to people is is not only I'll go down the professional routes of the calories in, calories out, but I'll also employ everyone who sort of listens to this watches to sort of educate yourself. Um, when we were growing up, obviously I'm 30 now, Lewis is 45. Um, you know, there's a couple, there's <laughs> Did a couple, you say a couple, foot? 
Did you say four for five? Four for five. Four for five. Four for five. Um, you know, a lot Joe's of been very five. confident there with a man with a cap on. I can't <laughs> wait till the bald episode. <laughs> but uh, but just touching back episode. to it, just touching back to everything, like we're all lads that are over sort of 25 or like around about that age. And when we were growing up, there wasn't really information there for us. It's now sort of the Instagram age, yeah. you've got your PT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I, what I would say to everyone, if I can ask people to do stuff is, Go out then, as though it's hurtful, social media is hurtful, it can be helpful as well. So don't just look at the negatives. Don't just go out and see the protein powders and buy my pre-workout, buy my protein shakes and that. Look out and educate yourself. There is stuff out there, you know, like a couple for people to take away. The the Magnus, Magnus effect, you know, he works, he's a celebrity trainer. You know, you've got Ross Edgley, who's a, who's a, a yeah, amazing, amazing athlete who's done various amazing challenges you know he's got books out there um you know Zotmo, uh, Luke Zotmo, who's Chris Hemsworth's trainer there's loads of people out there that they do charge for you like there's apps there's books there's this and the other so if you've got the money I would give them a go but they also have free videos free workouts free meals and that's what I did and and sort of when I was in a dark corner I took the time to educate myself and look online and I didn't really have the money to buy anything. It wasn't like I was buying proteins and things like that because I just couldn't afford it. But, you know, even if I could watch a video that was two minutes long for a 20-minute workout on Luke Zocco's page, and I did that workout and I felt comfortable with it and I've seen healthy recipes on there, you know, try and take the time to educate yourself and not just look on, <laughs> on Facebook or Instagram for whatever is having a baby or your friends out with you having drinks. Use the tools for its positives and not just see it as negative. So... As well as this professional route, I would also implore people to to go out there and sort of educate themselves and, and try. As, as Matthew said, I said it's not a one glove fits all. You know, there's various mm. things you can try, and what works for me doesn't work for Christian, or you know, it won't work for Dino. Then whatever Dino does, it won't work for me because every there's not one single person the same. And uh, mm. that's what, that's my advice to yeah. anyone: get out there. If you want to do professionally, great. I, I would encourage everyone to go out and have that conversation with your doctor, with your physician. But then I would also educate yourself and just try, you know, trial and error. And, you know, mm, don't pay good. through the eyeballs, but just make sure you're, you're looking after yourself and giving things a go. You know what I mean? The one so much free on information, that. you don't need it now. Sorry, say I'm gone. Yeah, the one thing on that is just to have an awareness where you're looking for this information, because there is information yeah. out there that can become damaging and mis- misleading. Misleading, um, yeah. So much information out there that sometimes does become almost... Um, contradictory as well so then you people can be left in the place of what's right and what's wrong but when you when you do the internet and things like that are a fantastic place to go for information just to have a bit of awareness of who's right and is what qualifications do they have and don't they have what kind of intentions do they have behind whatever they're writing um but absolutely there's so much information out there it's just about picking the right sources to get it from yeah. yeah, exactly. Even even learning about your foods as well, like Matthew Slater, you can give us a bit more of a deep dive on this. Obviously, um, I don't know what's going on with Christian's camera, but um, Matthew, you can give us a bit of a deep dive. But you know, you've got your you've got um carbs, fats, proteins. You know, obviously, fat burns like what twice the the, the amount of energy compared to protein and carbs. But carbs is the number one source for for energy. I mean, you know, what do you want to? Can you give us some helpful tips, Matthew, just for anyone who's listening who maybe just doesn't have that basic knowledge of the, the three food yeah. um, groups. So, and... keep it as simple as possible. Um, 
fat for every one gram is around about nine calories, which, as you said, is is double what carbs and protein are. So the, the normal go-to for anyone who's looking to lose weight is have a look at your diet and see how much fat you're having, because that might be the immediate yeah. place where you can put 900 calories out by cutting down 100 grams of fat, and you're still getting the fat that you need, because all these macronutrients and micronutrients are what we do need to function as a, and have a healthy system. Fat is needed to absorb multi uh, minerals and vitamins into your system. It's needed for insulation. Obviously, if you're looking to lose weight, you've probably already got that there, protection of organs, but it, there's not a bad macro in the sense of they're all good for human health, but it's in the right balance. Yeah. So the go-to normally is have a look at your diet, what you're eating it right now. Sugars are simple sugars. Normally cut them up because they cause peaks and troughs in energy, which leads to more um, snacking across the day. So if you have a sugary snack within an hour, you're going to be hungry again because it's been digested and it's through your system. So it's about, you know, I think looking at your own food habits and looking what you can do better in terms of that. Um, and as, as well as fats, as well as fats, Matthew, what, do you want to give people a breakdown of what carbs and protein are as well, just so people... I like just like to say yeah. anyone who could listen to this, just so they know what they are and how they're in relation to diet, that's all. So carbs are just a branch of carbon atoms with hydrogen on them. And the body uses that yeah. as energy. Or people might not have heard of, I don't know what Joby's doing. Um, carbs are not your enemy. but a bit of different leaves with my camera. <laughs> so, carbs are the enemy, Mark Rowe. They are I'm not the enemy. Glycogen is stored with water, and therefore that's why you lose a lot of weight when you cut out carbs, because you no longer have glycogen in your muscles, and uh, it's quite a quick response, but then you kind of get stuck. Anyway, carbs are a, a fuel source, and the body stores it as glycogen, both in the muscle and the liver, and it's probably the most readily available um, energy source for your muscles and your cells to function on a daily basis. But we also use fat and protein for that as well. It's not a case of none of them are used for X, Y, or Z. They kind of have an overlapping effect. Proteins are really important for the, the building of muscles, the repairing of cells, um, amino acids. Um, the big argument is you can't get all the amino acids from vegetables. You can. You just can't get them all from one source. So where you might be able to have a joint alarm, you'll get all the amino acids that your body needs. You might have to have six or seven different vegetables to cover that, but you can still have a healthy, balanced lifestyle. Um, obviously, protein is really important for recovery after training. Um, there's something that is kind of a dubious one with protein in terms of the thermogenic effect when digested. So you'll find people suggest having a high protein intake because your body burns more digesting it than it would if it you're digesting carbs or fats, and therefore that can be a useful strategy. But the, the satiating as well isn't quite out on that one because there's some research that suggests otherwise. So that's kind of a contentious topic at the minute. Um, but yeah, the macronutrients, there's your main three. Within that, obviously, you've got complex and simple carbs. Complex carbs take longer to digest, and therefore they don't get into your system as quickly. And therefore, they are a slow, steady release of energy. So these things like porridge in the morning, 
you know, it's a good start for the day because you'll get through to lunchtime and your blood sugars have, have stayed relatively around where you want it to be. And then you'll have your lunch and you'll keep maintenance phase just going across. Whereas if you have um, what's a really sugary breakfast, chocolate croissant, you'll have a, a spike in your glucose and then a drop probably an hour later and then you'll be hungry again. Um, so it's just having awareness of the different kind of effects different foods have on you, different foods have on your body and why that might be. Um, so, yeah. I think just on, on that helpful. as well, Matthew, that was really super helpful. Um, just, do you want to give us a couple of types of proteins and fats and carbs? So they are, that, yeah, absolutely. people can just basically or animal products. So high protein foods would be chicken, salmon, fish, um, carbs would be your rices, your bread, um, pasta, mashed potato, or any other kind of substance. Sugary kind of things would be like chocolate bars, um, or fruits have quite high content of sugar in them. Fats you tend to get from dairy, so maybe yogurts have quite a high percentage of fat in them, but also, you know, the, meat well. that doesn't mean don't eat yogurts, it means just be aware of how much fat you have in your diet, you know, there's not a bad thing there. Um, yeah. I think I think there's a lot to do with um, as as we we're saying, diet's a big part of it. I think that's the part that I struggle with personally the most um, is diet. I've always had a really unhealthy relationship with food, um, even when I was at my physical lowest weight in the twelve stones. I was only eating chicken and rice. It was similar to Marco's story. I just thought, look, if I eat chicken and rice every day, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, I can just maintain this weight. But then what that did is because of years of doing that, I got into a relationship, ended up being happy. Happiness leads to eating. And then I found that love for food. And it it sounds really sad to say this, but I have to admit it. Like, I genuinely feel happiness depending on the food I eat. And that's that's the Never honest lies, truth. Right, like, I really, really feel... I'm on a diet at the moment. We started it last week, me and my partner, Beth. Um, I've lost seven pounds this week, which for a 24-stone man is not... It's, it's not uncommon. A lot of it will be water weight and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But I know for a fact this first week has been one of my hardest weeks mentally. In terms of, I feel drained. I feel tired. Uh, my motivation is low. Uh, what are you eating? Uh, well, Out at the moment, I'm, I'm maintaining two thousand calories a day. I thought I know it's low. I know it's very low. I really should really be eating low. a lot more for a twenty-four stone man. But to be honest, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a wedding coming up in April. <laughs> I really want to fit into a suit, so I am trying to lowball it. I'm not going to lie, and I know I am, but. What we have done that I found really helpful is having one cheat meal, not a cheat day, because I used to do cheat days all the time, and cheat mm. days would kill us because I would eat just pure crap the whole day, chocolate, sweets, Chinese, yeah. you know, Indians, and I'd have a full day of just deadly food. And Joe, it would just kill me my horny right now, mate. I, I'm drooling, mate. Trust us if you can see. Oh, you can't see the... I'm back online. I'm yeah. back on for everyone watching. 
Uh, you don't want to see us, trust us. Um, but as I was saying, it for me, it would kill my week. I would have a mint week. I'd be depressed all week. And then I would find happiness in that in that one cheat day. So we've been doing a cheat meal. So just one single meal, that's bad. And <laughs> it's... I really feel like a weirdo for saying it, but like while I was eating that one cheap meal, I was so happy. And that's what like scares us. What scares us is I really, really depend on food. And whole week I was thinking, yeah, I cannot wait to have this Chinese at the end of the week. Like I cannot wait to have this Chinese. And I kept looking at menus going, ooh, I like the look of that chicken. Like it looks absolutely delicious. And that's disgusting to think about, but it's true. And I, for me personally, why I wanted to work with you, especially Slater, is because I want to try and find a way of like one being able to exercise at this size. Because I don't know if anyone's had a similar position as being a 24 stone lad versus a 12 stone lad, but what I used to be able to do and what I used to be able to achieve in the gym, I try now and I can't even get through five minutes without completely like being sick well let's put it this way i used to do two hour sessions of of mixed martial arts no bother i went two years ago um my partner bought us a year um subscription to a jujitsu class in monk seaton i went to one session session i spewed up after 20 minutes and i never went back not not even a lie because i wasn't like 700 pounds it was literally like six hundred pound, yes. And I was, but the thing is, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed mm-hmm. that I couldn't do it, especially being a lad who's done it before. It's like the football thing that you were saying earlier. I think it was Dino was saying, like you, you get to a certain level and you think you can achieve that, and then yeah. you don't realize how unfit you actually are. Yeah. Um, and that's I what I suffer with that. It, honestly, it's what I struggle with the most, <laughs> and that's why I wanted. I think a lot of us in here are going to try. I don't know if Slater spoke to anyone, but I know me and you talk Slater say like whether we could set up like classes and see how we get on in this podcast. We come back yeah. in eight weeks' time. Every week we update on how we're doing. We'll yeah. have a laugh with it, a little bit of a table. Because right. that that motivates me, having other people to do it alongside. Yeah. It, yeah. For me, that makes it easier, sense. if that makes sense. Can yeah. I just allude to what Joel's yeah. saying? Yeah, go in for that, it. Yeah. In that... Um, so when I started, when I started training and I started, when I really like started, you know, learning uh, about foods, because when I was young, I didn't have a clue about, you know, foods. Like you said, Lou, it was, um, you were training and you were so active that whatever you ate did not matter at all. You could eat whatever the fuck you want and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have an effect on your weight. So you didn't really care until obviously you got older. And what that's what, that's another thing I used to do as well. I used to, so I would train go hard all week right really 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 you know go hard all week and then obviously my my um um online coach used to say you can have a cheap meal but i i translated that to a cheap day bro and like job said i i would i would go hard all week and i'd weigh myself on the saturday and i'd be like damn i've lost like three pounds four pounds i'm like yeah. great this is good and i'd be like okay i train on the saturday and you know i'd have a yeah. game on the sunday sunday Bro, I will just indulge. Like I'm, I'm going hard. Yeah. Literally, I'm going, and I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like sweet, uh, for for like desserts, bro. Mm-hmm. So I would maybe go out on Sunday, um, you know, for food somewhere. It wouldn't be so bad. But whenever I got to the dessert place, well, I would go hard, bro. 
and have like you know loads of like you know chocolate cake and custard and have a waffle you know mm. and i can and i, I taught my language <laughs> yeah and i can really really like you know put food out like it's, it's not a problem for me um and then and then on the monday the monday okay and then the monday would come and i'd like just you know you're not supposed to but i'd weigh myself again i'd be like eh, i put that weight back on and i'm like yo but then you know for then for the, for then after the, you know after that week you know, I'd, I'd go through the process, obviously, trading again. And I'd be like, I've put the weight back on. And I'd be confused. But then, you know, you come to understand that it's that one day that will have a detrimental effect on what you've done the, pre- the previous week. Because mm. what you've done through that week can be done mm. by... A, a, it's as simple as that. That one day can kill you off. But um, now, now that I know this, since yeah. I'm the type of person I I don't like training if I'm not in a gym if I'm if I'm training I like to throw weights about and when COVID, mm. I don't like doing that because I didn't have any weights I didn't have any 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 training equipment so I was just like ah, screw this and then um and I don't like doing steady state cardio I don't like just going out and just running I just think uh, it just doesn't work for me I mean it's something that I'm trying yeah. to change but um I just I just can't put my headphones in and just go running nowhere do you know what yeah. I mean that's why I love playing football as much as football like, that's why I'm trying to play football three four times a week five aside seven aside whatever that really helps me like you know get my you know get running around and then um gym is a problem for me because you know growing up I've, I've grown up with people who are always gym you know watching videos but like but like I say like educating yourself on all these different topics is so so important you get started you know the more you have um, that essentially it's going to be for you to, to, to you know, get to whatever goal you want to get to. And for me this year, it's about, in, you know, I'm trying to implement like discipline. Nowadays, mm. I ask myself, sometimes when you're, when you're going to eat, you're not really hungry. Like, yeah. you're just, sometimes you're just comfort eating. Sometimes I'll just open the fridge and be like, oh, what can I eat in there? But really, I'll, like nowadays, before I even eat, I'll say, am I hungry? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, that, genuinely that's... hungry before I go and you know tuck into this food, and I'm not. I and think, yeah, I think most of the time, not. But let, yeah, let's go and say what we say. No, I was going to say, I, I feel like we're all definitely guilty of that, and I, I certainly am. I'm, I'm an eater when I'm bored more, more mm. than anything. Um, mm. Guys, it's been an hour. We've yeah. committed to doing an hour for the first yeah. episode, and I'm sure all the listeners got loads out of this for our mm. first one mm. what i want mm. to do to end this one episode off ahead of our next ones is um what what are your final thoughts in a sentence on what we've discussed mm. today and what are you looking to get out of the podcast moving forward so uh we will start it off with we'll go slater first right well first of all I think the education of people both on their nutrition, exercise and lifestyle habits is a key point to kind of focus on. Uh, and what I'm looking forward to is hearing all, all your experiences and find out more about different people and how they interact with weight and weight loss and what they found useful and what they found not useful and kind of putting all that together. Yeah, sounds good. Do you want to say who's next? Uh, Ethan? Yes, uh, I don't know if you want to put the camera on me. It's gorgeous, no, much. Really. <laughs> 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 I took him off. 
I didn't want you on, mate. I'm sorry. I just didn't want you on. I thought you were too good. At him. Sorry. There you go. Best looking guy in the team right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Mate, what are you recording from? Uh, what? What are you recording from? It's Sony. What is it? Uh, please, it's say, please, please say your mum's phone. Well, for anyone who listens to this as well, Marvel, you've got the best internet in the world because we heard about half of what anything you said when you weren't on mute. So, um, Marvel, you can go back in your box for that. Um, what do I want to get from this? I think I want to put out some positivity in the world. So, like I've said, um, during this time, I've struggled a lot mentally and physically with my weight and, and where I've been. And, you know, I've relied on a lot of people. Um, you know, I've got a lot of people I respect and who've done really good things for me. Um, I've tried to put that energy back out in the world. And sometimes I have had bad moments where I've been not the best to people or the kindest to people. Um, and, you know, I regret that. And, and for me personally, I want to try and make a difference. And like I say, if there's one person that can take one positive thing away or, you know, if one person who's on the edge can, you know, take that step away from the edge and, you know, like you say, it starts with the first pound. Um, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, and that's the thing with obesity. Obesity is sort of taking over at the moment. And, and I just think people should sort of put every day, every one step at a time, every day forward. But yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. So we've got a ragtag bunch of groups, a uh, group of people. So, yeah, that's that's for me. Uh, I'm going to pass the bat on to Margot, if in, in, in that info you handle it. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, for me, I want to I want to use this as an accountability journey. Um, ah, you stole me. You stole me line. No, you stole me line. I've been go. saving it right here <laughs> for accountability. <laughs> yeah, so a so journey where we can all just, you know, uh, Oh, he's gone. And that was the end of Marco. Where we can all just go on a journey and, and, and support each other through our journey and, and see what, you know, you know, see where we come out of it on the other side, you know, like um, let's just, you know, support each other and yeah. and see what happens, you know, six weeks, 12 weeks, you know, um, you know, six months down the, down the line, see where we are and we can report back and, and you know, talk about what our experiences have been and, um, and where we are at the time, yeah. So that's it for me. Nice, nice. Who are you passing it to? I'm going to pass it to Dino. 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 Oh, yo. Dino. All right. Um, I so to be fair, I wasn't sure how this was going to go, but after the first hour, I'm pretty I'm a lot more motivated about it. To be fair, um, and I'm just the same as the boys. Just excited to see where where we can go. Um, I think it's more. Uh, I think more for me it's a accountability as well um, to try and keep myself can you go in? Um, probably on a spot he's talking to um, you Ethan by the way I'm not <laughs> he's, yeah, gone. he's gone he's gone he, he's talking right. to his um, bride <laughs> yeah you right. on there. Um, so yeah just to, again just to try and keep myself motivated once I get once I get to where I'll be I, I again. I've also got a, a wedding at the end of the um, at the end of March, um, and I'm trying to lose about another stone. And I think probably once I get there, I'm pretty much happy with happy with where I want to be. So I'm keen just to learn every day, nice. pick up some tips from Slater, 
um, and hopefully help other people as well um, with my experiences as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. Who are you passing it to? Uh, be yourself, Joby. Oh, well, then let's go. Well, Mark was stole mine, so like, I mean, if he wants to just kind of get oh, yeah. me as well, he just said mine. Um, now, for me, for me, I think, to be honest, I think men have a real problem with like actually discussing health and mental health, like with their friends. I think there's a big stigma behind discussing this, and I want to use this as a platform for me, but. It, I don't want to say it's therapy, but for me to be able to release that with a couple of good mates, just and feel like a safe space to talk. Do you know what I mean? Because it does actually help, like Ethan said at the start, improve other people. If if one person sees that they can talk to your friends openly, it might change that one person's opinion on opening up to other people. So I think that's one thing I I definitely want to get out of this. The second thing is I would love us to do like like I said, some sort of camp with Slater, come back. Eight weeks time, see me six pack off eating the salads, and um, I and and just see how far we can take this because I really do think it's a it's a good opportunity to use real experiences because we all have very different walks of life to kind of mm-hmm. help ourselves on our journey, uh, and that's where I'll lead into our good host Lewis Vines. <coughs> Guys, I first want to say you. All absolutely smashed that for a first episode. So we'll, we'll have a, a virtual round of applause in our own head there. So absolutely smashed it. Well done, everyone. Um, so for me, the thing that I'm after from this, and it's it's probably the words that I said at the beginning, it's, it's more around creating a safe space for me to be able to have conversations with my friends about the things that, that I struggle with. This t- Today's topic's a concern in my life but it's not the biggest there's there's other things that have affected me much more which i'm sure we'll talk about in the future but it's equally about us we are just a normal group of young blokes with mm-hmm. we're not trying to sell anyone anything we're not trying to do anything for there's there's no hidden agenda we are a group of lads who are saying look if we can sit and talk to our mates in a in an environment where we're doing it in public to show that it actually helps people get through pretty shit situations and it'll make you feel better. I don't know about you guys, but I feel way better after t- tonight's conversation. Oh, even yeah, just for sure. talking for and sure. hearing your yeah. guys' stories and what, what you guys have been through and are going through. So just to continue that and, and really make an actual difference. Like I'm really motivated not just to make a difference in my life, but to your, your lives. And, and as Ethan said, if we can change one person's life or make one person make a better decision and, and speak up or, or take action and take control of their life, then mm. that's a huge positive for me. I absolutely love that. Well, gents, love it. it's, it's been a yeah. pleasure. Um, we'll look forward to next time. Yeah. Stay blessed, boys. Stay blessed. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.